This is um Pastor Omar Rivera with 915 Pastors Roundtable. Just wanted to uh come on tonight just like uh every other week. I missed last week there a little bit there. Got kind of busy with schoolwork. And uh so we're here today and uh you know what we had we had a pretty uh everywhere else around in the state of texas it's kind of like snowing freezing weather uh houston and dallas and a lot of those places um and it's um it's been putting a, a lot on the people out there so our prayers go out for everyone in texas who who are out of electricity for the past few days who have no water no uh heat I saw on the news uh, people going to the supermarket and, and there's no food in the supermarkets. And so um, I think that's pretty kind of, it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough out there. So I pray that um, that uh, the electricity gets turned back on and that people get water again and and what what a time you know to have uh being covid having covid this pandemic uh told to stay indoors away from people keeping social distance and at the same time the, the winter storm comes through everybody's snowbound in the covid vaccines are not getting to their locations um people are hungry there's no water um there's no electricity. I saw a, a, an apartment on on the news that had icicles off of a ceiling fan inside an, an apartment, and that that's really sad. That's really sad. That's uh, people are going to shelters to seek uh, warmth, and I, I pray that a lot of people do that. You know, <clears throat> there's just so much going on in, in the country today. Not only with just uh, the the weather that's going across the whole United States, everywhere has had a, a brush of this winter uh, storm. Uh, it's gone from the, all the way through the Northeast up into Boston, Massachusetts up there. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. Um, well, today um, I wanted to continue uh, to read in uh, Romans chapter 15. Uh, uh, we have Romans chapter 15 left, and then we're going to have... Uh, Romans chapter 16, and uh, we'll be done with the book of Romans. And um, hey, listen, if you're tuning in to, to this Facebook um, a ministry here, um, please do me a favor. Also, go to my podcast. It's uh, You can find it on Sprouts, on Alexa, and a couple of other ones out there. Just uh, look up uh, 915 Pastors Roundtable. And uh, you'll be able to find me out there. <clears throat> um, uh, after uh, chapter 15 and 16, once we finish the book of Romans here, I'm going to start having uh, uh, just, you know, small Bible studies, uh, things that for knowledge and for wisdom and trying to get things uh, out there that, you know, that to share with people about, uh, you know, theology, doctrines, things like that. Also to invite guests. Um I have a couple of people I've been talking to, some ministers and pastors, about coming online with me and um, and sharing in this uh, endeavor to to share the gospel with 
with people and uh and uh, hopefully you try to get more people involved um I have close friends from church that that I, I want to get on here, just to talk and have discussions. Uh, so please uh, look look forward to look look forward to that, and, and please pray for my for my podcast ministry here and my Facebook live uh, live streaming here. Uh, good evening, brother uh, brother Ronnie. God bless you. And uh, you know it's it's good to have uh, uh, people out there that support you and, and tunes in and tune into your. To your podcast or to your Facebook live page. <clears throat> Let's go to the Lord uh, in prayer uh, before we start reading uh, chapter uh, 15 of the book of Romans. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just come before you, Father. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, Father God. We thank you uh, for for just waking us up today, Father, and for just giving us this time and opportunity to share your word, to study your word. And, oh, Father, we just ask right now that you clear our hearts and our minds, Father, to ready to receive your word. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, verse 15, uh, verse, uh, correction, chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength and not to please ourselves. <clears throat> for each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. Okay, so we, we have, uh, you know, earlier, uh, last week, uh, the week prior, we, we talked about, um, uh, you know, uh, building one another up, uh, sharing with one another. And, uh, and uh, when, we're, when we have spiritual brothers who are weak, to, to try to encourage them and disciple them. Don't let them fall by the wayside. Uh, when we have stronger brothers, you know, don't put your don't put your nose up in the air looking down at the lower brothers and sisters, you know, saying, hey, you know, you got to catch up to me, kind of like, a, you know. It's more like we're, we're Christians and we need to be discipling young Christians, okay, especially those who are babies in the Lord, right, when they just come to church and, and they just accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they need someone to guide them, and there's no one there to guide them, and what you are going to have is a bunch of people who are attending your church and don't know how to study the Bible, a lot of people come into your church and they don't know how to pray, a lot of people come into your church and they don't know why you worship the way you worship, amen, so it so it it be it behooves you. That's the old military word I like to use every once in a while. It behooves you, as as spiritually strong brothers and sisters in the Lord, to grab these young brothers and sisters and and teach them the word. Get get with them and and start uh, uh, discipling them. Uh, start teaching them why we believe the things that we believe in. Why we worship the way we worship. Why we baptize uh, later on in, in our life instead of being a baby? Why do, what is the significance of communion and what does it mean? Um, what is salvation? What is redemption? What, is, what does it mean to be forgiven? What is to be made in right standing with God, right? Be, being righteous, right? You know, Jesus, God looks at us through the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. And and so we we need to we need to make sure that we start sharing these things, and these are some of the things that I'm going to start talking after we finish uh, the book of Romans about sin, redemption, uh, the the communion, sanctification, uh, you know the you know 
uh, things like that, okay? So in chapter one, uh, chapter 15, verse 1, instead of those of, of us uh, who are strong in our faith, convictions should so identify with the so-called weak, who do not uh, share our views about certain freedoms that their burdens and concerns become our burdens and concerns. Okay, so in our faith, we have uh, our convictions should so identify with the so-called weak person. We need to identify with them because remember, we were once like them. We were once weak in the Lord. We were one. Ba- we were once babes in the Lord. We were babies at one time, uh, drinking milk and not eating meat. Uh, we do not uh, share our views about certain freedoms that uh, their burdens and concerns become our burdens and concerns. We should help them to carry their burdens and to strive to relieve their concerns. That's why we need to be discipling young brothers and sisters, okay, so that uh, they get to understand what this new walk in, in Christ is all about. Each one of us should make it a habit uh, habitual practice to put others, uh, others and people first. We should be interested in what a good, what is good for the people around us, and what serves their spiritual well-being. Each one of us should act in a way that builds others up into what is for their good and spiritual benefit. So, see, that's that, that's again, it comes down to discipling, right? It comes down to discipling young people, these young brothers and sisters. We need to make sure that. That they are being fed well, that they're being served, that they're that they're they're walking in the light, and they need to understand what it means to walk in this light. They need to understand what their spiritual growth is and how to grow in the Lord. You just can't uh, have a brother and sister come to the Lord at your altar in your church, accept Christ as the Lord and Savior, and walk out the door and not know anything about what they just did. And sometimes God pulls on their heart and they know why they are giving their lives to the Lord. But you know what? They need a full explanation. And it is our duty as ministers and pastors and leaders and elders of the church to make sure that these young brothers and sisters do not get lost out in the world. It is easy for them to get lost in the world. Amen. It is easy to fall back, especially when you have no one to direct you and guide you. That's why it's so important that we need that. In verse 3, it says, For even Christ did not please himself. On the contrary, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen upon me. For, for whatever, in verse 4, For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. All right? And so... So we follow Christ's example, uh, for he did not live to please himself. Instead, Christ gave no thought to himself and served us through his suffering. Okay? He always was for the people, right? He always, like he cried out for Jerusalem, right? It says in the scripture, he cried for Jerusalem, right? It also said that he fed the multitude, right? And, and, and he fed thousands of them. Right? But then after some of his teachings, people were like, hey, I don't understand this. And, and they walked away. And they walked away. And Christ, uh, uh, as it is written in Psalms 69.9, okay, 69.9, The insults of those who insult you have fallen upon me, and I now carry them. And that's what Christ Jesus does. He carries our sin. He carries the things that we're dealing with. And we 
have to understand that if he's doing that for us, then we need to help the young brothers and sisters uh, also help them carry their burdens. You see, if Christ did it, then we should do it too. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out there and just, you know, get into the same sin that they're in. No, no. You have to be a, a, an understanding brother and sister, someone that can give advice and good counsel, be able to pray for one another, be able to pray for them as they grow in the Spirit of the Lord, as they walk in this new light that they're walking in. We don't just want them to just be out there by themselves. Again, it's good, wholesome instruction, good and wholesome counseling. Show them how to pray. Show them how to read scriptures. Amen? Amen. Uh, remember, all the scriptures written in the past were written to teach us. When we read about the, pa about the patience and endurance of the faithful ones and the, one, and the help God gave them, we receive encouragement from the scriptures. As this encouragement and this encouragement from the scriptures provide us with the spiritual nourishment we need to hold on strongly to the ultimate hope of our salvation. A lot of the things that happen in the Old Testament is to help glorify God. But in through those 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 those, those uh, prophets and those and those judges from the book of Judges, all those stories in the past showed us one thing. It showed us how God loves us and how God helps each and every single one of us. And through their stories that are written in the scriptures, they encourage us and they, and they build us up in our walk and in our faith with Jesus Christ. Those stories are to be told forever and forever and forever. Amen. I know like this is the book that 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 has never uh, been, uh, you know, stopped in writing. It, it continues to be written in different languages and different dialects and different uh, translations. But the meaning come out the same. Jesus Christ is King. He came and died on the cross for us and for our salvation. Amen. And so we need to uh, be thankful that this is this is what He has done for us. All right, verse 5, it says, um, Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, according to Christ Jesus, in verse 6, so that you may glorify the, the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Wow, that's, that's, that's right, right there, huh? As you follow the example of Jesus Christ, may the God who gives patience, endurance, and encouragement enables each one of you to have uh, the same humble attitude of mind toward one another, and that's that's hard thing right there. A lot of, a lot of men have a hard time being humble. You know, a lot of people, a lot of men say, "Oh, it's weakness." You know what? Jesus Christ uh, humbly knew that he was going to die for us, and he knew that his mission was to come and die for us. And he humbly accepted that. He walked right into it. He didn't fight it. He didn't he didn't seek for a lawyer when he was being persecuted. He didn't he didn't have 10 defendant uh, defendant lawyers with him. He didn't have his disciples with him. He voluntarily went to the cross. 
He voluntarily let them drag him through the streets, beating him and whipping him. He voluntarily went to Herod. He voluntarily went to Pontius Pilate. And he voluntarily, he could have, he, he could have commanded angels to save him, but he didn't. He, he was in charge of the host of angels in the heavens, and they could have came and saved him, fed him, cured him, uh, but he didn't. He didn't do that. So we have to have that same mindset that we are here for one another. Amen? And, and having that attitude of Jesus Christ in you so that you may live in complete harmony with one another. And that's what a lot of a lot of things, like especially this past year with all these elections and voting and things like that and COVID, people blaming one another and the Congress and Senate and 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 Trump and Biden and Pelosi and all this. No one was living in harmony with one another. They were all against each other. These people are fighting for this and they're against that and they're against him and they're against her. There was no harmony. And you know what? That that discord, that disruption came into the church where pastors and preachers and ministers were preaching about who to vote for and who what party to belong to. And, and people were posting on Facebook uh, uh, prophesying on who's going to win and who's going to lose and what's going to happen. And there was pastors on there um, uh expressing their their views on their political uh, views and, and things like that. And man, you know what? No one in, in none of them ever thought about, hey, our political view is the kingdom of God. Right? And I, I always tell I always tell my teens that well, our feet may be here on this earth, but our mind should be in the heavens. And, I, and what I'm trying to say there is that there's part of us that have to live on this earth. There's a part of us that have to go to school, go to work, have a family, have future, have grandchildren. But most of the time, we need to be thinking about the kingdom of God. What can I do for the kingdom of God today? Every day when you walk out the door, who can I minister to? Who can I be a witness to? Who can I be a testimony to? Sometimes it's not you don't have to say a word, just your actions. On your and your speech and how you talk and how you conduct yourself should be different from those who are around you who are not in Christ. Amen. Amen. So, so in verse six, so we're, we're going to explain there. Then you all will be thinking as though you have one mind and speaking as though you have one voice. And from this one mind and one voice together, you will acknowledge and praise the all surprising, excuse me, all surpassing value and worth of God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so we we need to be in one accord. We need to be an example for those who are out there, and and we do that being in church, lifting each one another up. So that no one falls by the wayside. And we should not be that stumbling block. Amen? Amen. In verse 6 it says, uh, in verse 6 it says, uh, <clears throat> So that you may glorify the God and the Father of your Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Glorify God. 
and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. In verse 7 it says, Therefore accept one another, just as Christ also accepted you, to the glory of God. In verse 8, For I say that Christ became a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises to the fathers. And verse 9 it says, And so the Gentiles may glorify God for His mercy as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, and I will sing praises to your name. And... That's awesome. That is awesome. It says that uh, that uh, <clears throat> he would fulfill the Old Testament promises, the Old Testament covenant, with his new covenant, which gives us grace and favor to everyone, both Jews and Gentiles. Through faith in Christ, God is both transforming individual lives and transforming our communities. And that's, that's one thing I, I see that we have uh, uh, stopped from doing, transforming not just our lives, but what are we doing to transform our communities? What are we doing to change the world that we live in? And if you, if you were, 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 um, were out more in the community talking to people, you would see that you can make a difference in people's lives. And you can see that you can be able to to put Christ, just a seed of Christ Jesus into everyone that you talk with. Amen? And so, so that's what we need to do. Through faith in Christ, God is both transforming individual lives and transforming our communities. If Christ lives in us and we live with Him and we are bound together to one another and if we live in a harmony in a church, as a church, and we should be out there transforming communities in the power of the Holy Spirit. In light of this truth, even though you will have differences as believers, you are to be accepting of one another, that you welcome each other into your homes, social circles, and communities, treating each other as deeply loved family. We are to, love, to welcome each other in this way because this is how Christ has welcomed each one of us into the family of God. When we were when we welcome each other in this manner and when we live together in the common unity of our faith, we honor and glorify God. That's how we should be living. We should be in harmony with one another. We should love one another as Christ loved the church. Amen. We should be able to be out there helping each other out and trying to, you know, carry each other's burdens, teaching one another, and encouraging one another in our walk with the Lord, getting our faith stronger and stronger every day. <clears throat> and so, uh, so uh, in verse eight, in verse eight it says, uh, excuse me, in verse ten again it says, "Rejoice, you Gentiles, with His people." And again in verse eleven. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the people praise Him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will appear, the one who raises to rule the Gentiles. The Gentiles will hope in Him. Okay? <clears throat> so, um, because of this, I will praise you among the Gentiles, and I will sing and praise your name. In the law section of the Old Covenant, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, 43, 
it highlights how the wall of hostility, which was a literal physical wall at the temple that separated the Jews from the outer courts of the Gentiles and signified that that they were outside of God's family has no has been broken down. It says, you Gentiles are able to reduce fully together with God's people. You see, that's why when Christ died, the, the, the temple curtains were split were torn from top to bottom in in a sign of showing that no more are, are the Hebrew people the only ones that can get to God or that can come before the Father. We Gentiles also have this obligation or this opportunity to fully come to praise God as a people together. Amen. And in verse 11, he was talking about again writing in this section of the Old Covenant that Psalms 117, chapter uh, chapter 117, verse 1, it speaks of the common unity that Jews and Gentiles will share. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise Him, all you people of the earth. That means all the people, not just some of the people. In the prophets uh, section of the Old Covenant in Isaiah 11, chapter uh, chapter 11, verse 10, it foretells the same salvation you both will share. The root of Jesse, the one who comes from the family lineage of David, will spring up and he will rise up to rule over all the nations. The Gentiles will place their hope for salvation in him. That means That means us, everyone else. In the world, we have access to this salvation. We have hope in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit for salvation. When we accept Him as Lord and Savior, we become a new, a new creation. Amen? We become a, a new person. There's no, no more bondage to this world. We're not, we're not bond, uh, bound and, and shackled to sin anymore. We become free. And it's, it's this word that sets us free. The word brings freedom to everyone who hears it. And, and, and the scripture says all you have to do is believe in him. And you shall be saved. A lot of churches have a lot of doctrines and a lot of, man, false teachings and and there's churches that have different things that you got to do here and there. You know, all you have to do is believe with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's one of the greatest commandments. And love one another. Love one another. Amen? Amen. And so, so, so the Gentiles will have their place in their hope of salvation in Him. Amen. And um, as I wrap up this point, uh, uh, where it says here that God has intended for both the Jews and the Gentiles uh, to be formed into one body by His grace. I want to share my prayer with you, and I pray that the God who is the source and giver of hope will fill all your lives with two kingdoms, kingdom values. First, I pray that you will not only experience, but be filled with the joy and peace as you trust in, in Christ. And second, I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will overflow with the hope of salvation you all share. That's going to be it for tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll finish up the rest next week. But I just want to let you know, uh, hey, we got, to, we, we got this. 
the salvation of, of Jesus Christ is free. And, and we have to have this peace and this joy among us so that when we share with our brothers and sisters out there, it's, they, it's free. And it brings freedom to us that we're no longer slaves to this world. Okay? We, we our, feet, our feet are on this earth, but our, our minds are constantly thinking about our Lord Jesus Christ. Our minds are constantly thinking about what, I, what can I do for the kingdom today? You're going to go to work, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to do chores or shopping or visiting families, friends, and relatives. You know, it's all about what are you doing for the kingdom today? How do I represent Christ in this world today? This day, These days, right, may look dark in a lot of uh, places around our country. You know, COVID, the snowstorms, the power outages, the no water, no food in the state of Texas. Uh, other places got tornadoes and uh, flooding and things like that. It may look dark. It may look glo- uh, gloomy or, or terrible right now. But you know what? Jesus Christ is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So just let's just rejoice knowing that we, are, we can all worship God together freely. Freely. And you, you, you pastors and ministers and elders and leaders of the churches, start encouraging your members to start mentoring young brothers and sisters in the Lord. We cannot afford to lose a soul to the world. We can't afford it. Jesus Christ is coming soon. I, I want to be ready. And I want you to be ready. And there's people out there who are coming to your churches. And, and they need to know that they are loved by God. And we need to, we need to always, always... Remember that he will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. Amen. So let's let's close out this prayer. We're on chapter 15. Our next uh, verse is going to be uh, verse 14. And we'll finish up the chapter next week. Before we go, uh, let's close out in, in prayer. And um, uh, listen, man, there's a lot of things out there that we got to pray for. A lot of people out there are hurting and suffering with this power outage and Long life, hey, you know. I heard like people are like raising prices, uh, gas stations. And people are, are thinking that we're going to run out of gas. And some of the areas down there in Houston and Dallas, they, there's gas stations with no gas because the trucks haven't been able to get out to them to fill up the tanks at the gas stations. So think about that. It's, and it's already becoming a political issue. People are already blaming the Republicans and the Democrats, and, and you know it's. Man, why is this always political? Just just make it happen. Fix it. Fix the problem. Amen? Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you. Thank you, Father, because of your word. I pray that we become better leaders and disciples in your, in your kingdom. That we continue to lift up one another. And to continue to encourage one another. Continue to... To raise up brothers and sisters in the Lord so that they don't fall away. Father, that we be good stewards and good servants. And we be able to share your word humbly. 
to be humble before man, Father God, to set an example of what you have taught us, Father God, because your son died for us on the cross willingly, and he gave himself up willingly. Father, we ask that we break the chains of, of pride, Father God, and that we learn how to become humble like your son, Jesus Christ, all the way down to the death on the cross. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing today in our lives. We thank you for all the things that you're about to do in our days ahead. And if you are listening to this podcast or this Facebook uh, live session, you don't know Jesus Christ, I invite you right now to, to say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And I want to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, hey, you are saved. God bless you. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. Till next week, God bless you. Bye.